This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. It's finally time for Beckinsale to bring home the bacon. Oh. oh. But hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a party. Let's dance! <laughs> nice. Hey guys, how's it That's going? Very fitting considering that the music is. that was playing. Yeah, totally fitting, yeah. right? Yeah. Welcome to Vegas, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And thank you for not tearing us completely apart. But they did. They did. We get, we get a lot of angry comments, which is Look, fine. you were wrong. We were right. It's that really, it's simple. For our 80s New Age bracket, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. We're all very calm and collected and level-headed during it. No more yelling at all. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Serenity my, now. I've had my therapy. And I'm feeling good. And as long as no one mentions any specific three-letter combinations, I should be fine. I don't know, Joel. You seem pretty stressed about some things in life. But, you know, mm. we don't need to go there. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, you're, you're, you're good? I'm good. Wow. It really helped that Kent gave you a foot massage, though, right? I mean, wow. that went a long way. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> but uh, that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Well, oh, should we talk about the show first? The the, yes. the, the, the anniversary yes. show coming up? It's coming up. <laughs> so it's our anniversary show, and uh, we've got, as, as we mentioned last week, right? The quiz is out there, and it, is it? It might be no, wrapped we, up by the time this we is have airing. picked the people that are coming yeah. to join yeah. us. This should be wrapped for the up now. Anniversary so. show, and we can't wait to tear you apart or just laugh at you and mock. It's going to be fun. Though. Mostly, there's going to be yeah, laughing and mocking, and you're going to go up against Sam and each other, vying for the title, the the most coveted title probably in pop but culture. But so world. much responsibility with that yeah, title, and, but. You'll win the title, and we'll also probably, you'll win other stuff, maybe a t-shirt. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a prize. There'll be a prize. Yeah. And a movie, maybe. We'll see. Besides I don't know. the title. The title's pretty good, honestly. We have been, and Sam's got this, right? For a whole year, we've been calling him the listener. We call I don't him even out. think he wants the listener. No, he said something about, I don't want to be the listener anymore. And it hurt. That's really rude. What? I know. I well, it's it was yeah, he's out, of, out. It's out of context, but he said it. So <laughs> it's there on Twitter. I'm pretty Twitter. sure he hasn't said that. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that's coming up. But what are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, guys, uh, as Kent said already, it's time to bring home the bacon. The Kevin bacon. What? Yes. The time has come. We're in year four. Yeah. That's, I mean, why are we waiting this long? That's the funny thing about it. It's two on the nose. Because here's the thing. Bacon Cell is a combination of Kate Beckinsale and Kevin Bacon's name for reasons that we've already talked about. But we talk about Kate Beckinsale. Which a lot of our listeners probably don't even know. It's just fine. It's a mystery. Go back and listen to each episode. It's it's like when we talk about the new wave bands. We talk about how they got their name. And it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of meh. Yeah. It's not it's like the illusion well, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mysterious. Anyway, but we talk about Kate Beckinsale quite often on the show because who? she is uh, very lovely and kind and gracious and wonderful. Did but you say who? I, it's just cuz that's talk, not even funny. That was Kent that's that said that. That's not a funny we, joke, Kate, Kent. If you're listening, it was Kent that said that. Yep, it was Kent. She, she hasn't returned my calls. <laughs> We've emailed a few times, but she hasn't returned my calls. But we did a fundraiser to meet her, which you guys were so awesome helping us out with. We've uh, we've brought her up so many times on the show. Her voice is what her actual voice is yes. what leads in all our episodes. But we have not really given a lot of love to our other namesake, uh, which is Kevin Bacon. Mr. Kevin Bacon. We tried to. Kevin with, Edmund Bacon. We tried actually. to do a Kevin Bacon show with Laura, and she said uh, <laughs> that she lied to us and said she knew everything about Kevin Bacon, and then she didn't. Kevin, her husband. Yeah, apparently she gets those two confused. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it's finally time. In fact, but look, I'm going to dispute this real quick because I know we've talked about Kate before, because first name basis, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we, we've never done a retrospect show for Kate Beckinsale. But that, that's what I feel like this is more the makeup 
show for all the times we haven't talked about Kevin Bacon. We have talked about Kate Beckinsale. Like, like, don't get us wrong. If Kevin Bacon came to town, we would also do another fundraiser. Totally. <laughs> and we would go meet him, get a picture of his uh, chest wearing our t-shirt what come on oh for, okay you, you I, get I, it I, I you get, get it yeah, yeah. i'd wear makeup covering my zit because i'd be too nervous to meet kevin and we do a whole photo shoot and everything but now we want to honor the man who the, gives us half our name yeah so we're going to do this a little bit uh, differently than normal in the sense of ken and i were talking about our favorite kevin bacon movies right and our least favorite favorite kevin bacon movies and we found that we agree on what the best ones are yeah. we, we came up with agreement of that in fact it's this show is bacon cell approved bacon yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Bacon. Bacon. Celebrate bacon. Maybe exactly. The show. Uh, but then we also found that we didn't quite agree with the ones we didn't like as much. We'll see. It's slight variances, I believe. I mean, but, there's a lot to choose from. So we're going to talk about right. our, our, our least favorite Kevin Bacon shows. We're going to talk about our favorite Kevin Bacon shows. But first, we're just going to talk about Kevin Bacon. When was he born, Joel? <laughs> he was born July 8th, 1958. He's pushing 60, fellas. He's old. 59 looks, years old. He looks fantastic. I know. By the way, Kate. It's all that Kaylee. I mean, actually, he's looked this age. Probably for the past 25 years. Probably so. <laughs> but get this, Kate Beckinsale's birthday Kira, is July Kira 26th. They're both July. So am I, Joel. Right in there. You're in there? Yeah. Hey. Right, right in between them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. No comment. Uh, we got to stop this. <laughs> uh, but Kevin Bacon is the youngest of six children and was born and raised in a close-knit family in Philadelphia. Yes. Mm. And if I may jump ahead. Please. You know, 17 years. So he finally left home at age 17 to pursue a theater career in New York City. But before that, what happened before that, Joel? Before that, he actually won a full scholarship to yeah. go to a school for the arts, which gave him his love for acting. I want to get into that before we got. No, into he that. actually said this. He goes, this is his quote. I wanted life, man. The real thing. The message I got was the arts are it. Business is the devil's work. Art and creative expression are next to godliness. Combine that with an immense ego That's and you wind was- up. With an actor. That's what he was thinking during Tremors. <laughs> no, I like this. because he's just, next to godliness. Right. <laughs> oh, no. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to what he said no, when yeah, he was definitely. in Tremors. Oh, okay. But I love that. Like, he, he speaks off the cuff, and he does talk about vanity quite a bit. Like, he, he knows what he went into acting for, but he, he just appreciates the creative expression of it all. Yeah. So, Joel, we talked about him leaving home. Right? Yes. 17 years old. That's really young to be leaving home. And, and by the way, his father, uh, he was, like, appeared in, on the cover of Time magazine. Did he? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Really? Yeah. What for? I think he's an architect. Don't make up things, Ken. And his mother was a liberal activist. You sure? So you didn't see like bacon, like, you know, from a It might have been bacon a bacon advertisement, on, honestly. Like, on the Times. Yeah, like I think that extra, was it. extra lean. <laughs> that was probably it. Dumb. <laughs> dumb bacon jokes. I mean, uh, have we not done those before? Yeah, his father was a well-respected architect and a yes. prominent Philadelphian. Yeah, and he appeared on the cover of Time magazine. But then, uh, so he, he decided he was going to try to make it big. And he went, he came, he not came here. He didn't come here. Uh, Eventually. He went and he was in the fraternity comedy. His first role was in the fraternity comedy, fraternity comedy, National Lampoon's Animal House. But it was a small role. Like he wasn't really noticed. He was kind of like one of the jocks. Uh, He was one of the, one of the people in there. And even after that, so it didn't really bring him like great success. So he returned to waiting tables and going back to theater. He just auditioned for small roles. It just, I think he thought, oh, I'm going to make it big. I'm in this huge, you know, Ron right. Howard production. It's going to be amazing. And, and, then, and that movie did pick up. Like it created National Lampoon. It created Harrison Ford. It created yeah. Ron Howard, you know, John Belushi of, for a couple of years. Yeah. But it didn't give him the success he wanted. So then he just went back to whatever, which seems to be the case with a lot. I, I wonder if that's the case for a lot of people who go to Los Angeles, for example, and try to make it big. Totally. That they get the breakout role, but it's not a breakout role. It's like they get the the SAG 
um, the, the SAG. I mean, I feel like that's a disorder or something, <laughs> but they're in the Screen Actors I've Guild. I've got the SAG. And they feel like they got it, but he, he realized that that wasn't super fulfilling. He wasn't being noticed. So he actually, like I said, went back to theater. He went and then he went did soap operas. Like mm-hmm. a lot of actors really do. Yeah. It's like he was in Guiding but Light yeah, you think and about it, for and Tomorrow. It's like, oh, sorry. I totally no, no, you're, you yeah, there. you're good. No, I was just going to think about it. But you get into like, you know, you're an extra in a, in a movie, which, mm-hmm. you know, you sit around in the background, and you don't talk and you got to know that's not your big break. But when you're in a role with this, when you're in a big movie with a speaking role, you, right. you expect things like that to be like, oh, this is it. But it had to be so disappointing for him. And yeah. that's, you know, soap opera things, nothing against soap operas, but. They're obviously not like considered like high acting. Right. But it's work. Right? Why not have something yeah. against soap operas? I mean, look, if they're, I could go back. Terrible. Right. I, like, that's it. No, I, no. I, I wouldn't know. We're going to have, have, have a tearing soap opera show later this year. Oh, man. Passions for sure. All right. You have to watch all of them. Uh, Passions and Days. I already have. Okay. Uh, days of Our Lives. As yes. the world turns. One Life to Live. Young and the Restless. General Hospital. General Hospital. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's with, with uh, Luke and Laura? Oh, it's General Hospital. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That's Lorelai, I think. You said it wrong. That's no. Gilmore Girls. Stop. Oh, what? Luke and Lorelai? That, what? Makes so much sense. All right. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> but then, so flash forward two Thanks, years Jake. later. Two years later. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Two years later, and this is probably where most people really start to notice him. Not, in, not then, but now, was in uh, Friday the 13th in 1980. When he and got stabbed. Through the neck with yeah. an arrow. And that's what people remember. It's like funny to go back. That's, that's one of those. Arrow? I thought he was like laying on his bed. And he is. Yeah. But it, it came up. Came oh, up to okay. the bottom. Arrow came right up underneath. Right through his throat. Which apparently that was a, a huge production. Like when they were doing that scene, they had so many issues getting it right. And they didn't have a very big budget. So they had to get it right the first time. And apparently the pump for the blood that they squeeze a ball and makes the blood go through broke. And so one of the uh, one of the crew members just started blowing into the nozzle. What? And that's why the blood is like spurting out and bubbling. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I man. know. Yeah, they should do that. I mean, it's a low budget horror at the time. Well, so. Kev, Kevin Bacon said it was miserable because he has to squat on this on the ground and then put his head up through this hole that's in the bed and they have a fake body and fake neck attached to it. Oh, that does. Suck. And he had to sit in that position forever. And he said his legs were just killing after. But, you know, like so many young actors do horror films like you see that now, like many people get their that's starts art, there. Joel, is what yeah. that is. It's close to godliness. <laughs> exactly. But he actually he feels like he made it a little bit big, bigger when he was in Barry Levinson's diner. Mm-hmm. So this is 1982 in there with a lot of big stars. Once again, that's- he wasn't the biggest. But he was he was noticed in this movie finally. Yes, because that was the one where the industry noticed him. Yes, uh, like Friday the Thirteenth. I was going to say Nightmare on Elm Street. That's not the right one. Friday the Thirteenth was one that people say, "Hey, did you know Kevin Bacon's in this?" And they're like, "What?" Yeah, because that's yeah. when they notice him now. But back then, eh, it was just a slasher horror movie. No one yeah. really knew he got killed pretty early. But yes, so Diner was the one where people started. The industry started noticing him, and then right after that, breakout role. Seriously, with Jacob, if you want to guess, nineteen eighty four, eighty four. It's Flashdance, for sure. So close. So close. Uh, it's a dancing movie that starts with an F. <laughs> Wait, with an F? Oh, oh, well, Footloose. There yeah. you go! I there thought you were going to say Dirty Dancing and like try and say something weird. No, Flirty Fancing. Flirt, I was, flirty. Flirty Fancing. Yeah. Yeah. That would have worked better than yeah. Furdy. <laughs> furdy. Furdy. <laughs> Fergie That's Dancing, stupid. maybe? <laughs> it's and okay. Yeah, obviously, oh, it's Footloose. Oh, Dancing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh. But anyways, like, so he was in Footloose and I mean, critics actually really like this movie. Like, I think nostalgically we all love it, but it's, it's actually John Lithgow, he made it. 
John Lithgow made it, but I mean, the story, the, as simple as it is, it is super simple, really worked. It so does. Richard Cor- Corliss, who was the reviewer of Time, he likened it to the James Dean movie Rebel Without a Cause. Well, and if you don't know what Footloose is about, because you just turn the name and know the song, it's about a town where dancing is banned. The town of Lehigh, Utah, where <laughs> dancing is banned. It's not really Utah, but that's where it's not really Utah yeah. in the film. That's where it was filmed. Uh, and he's kind of the rebellious teen who's like, no, I'm going to keep dancing. And it really was like right after this movie, he hit it big. He was on People magazine, like the cover right after. Which is pretty great and for he has, him. He had a, sting, a string of movies in there. But I have to admit, none of them are like, wow. Because you get things like, you know, Plane Strings and Automobiles. He has a credit there. But really, he's just a guy who yeah. steals a taxi. And uh, she's having a baby. That was pretty popular. Uh, but like like I said, none of these were really but like, this is wow. his M.O., though, because he's just in lots of movies. Well, actually, he kind of regrets a lot of it. He said he was just typecast as kind of the snarky guy. And he kind of put himself through a slump almost. He went against type because he felt he was just being typecast. Yeah. So he kind of went against the leading man fame. Yeah. But then in 1991, he decided he was going to give up on the idea of trying to be a big leading man in a big leading role and just be a character actor, which uh, a character actor is kind of, they call them character actors because they can play any character. They can mold themselves into any character. And these are, these are people that you're like, oh, that guy, but you don't really know their name. But he was resigned to do that. That's what he was going to do. And then he made it big with Tremors. <laughs> Character acting. Sort of. Uh, guys, could I give some fun uh, facts here? Yes, please do. Because we don't want to get in the movies too much. All right. Fun facts. 90, I'm going I'm to go through here. So, guys, believe it or not, this is weird. But in 1995, Empire Magazine rated, rated Kevin Bacon as one of the 100 sexiest stars in Hollywood. Mr. Kevin Bacon. What year did you say? 1995. Well, yeah. So it was right after River Wild. Top 100? Well, there you go. That makes sense. He but, was speaking around then. But Kevin Bacon? Yeah. He's, he's a super attractive man. Yeah, but he's got the he's got well, the I bl- Footloose I'm, charm, and he's got Tremors know. charm. And Listener, he's Tremors charm, is that a thing? Listener, it let is. us know. You got to get checked out for that. Let <laughs> us know if you think Kevin Bacon's attractive, because Kent doesn't think he is. No, no. I think he's aged well, but he's always looked 50 years old. Look, this is the, it's like the Kennedy, kind of this Benedict Cumberbatch thing of the time, right? Okay. It's like <laughs> You're comparing Kevin Bacon to Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> that is a Honestly, little weird. Kevin but. Bacon's probably more attractive than Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> oh, right? Man. But no, but like people find you're gonna anger so many Cumberbatch people attractive, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, this is this is like a conversation from two years ago. but So it's like a weirdly attractive sort of thing. Weirdly attractive, but Kevin Bacon totally does that. Bacon, he's, bacon, bacon patch. What nope. are you saying? I'm merging their names. Oh. <laughs> Cumber bun, bacon patch, <laughs> butternut crinkle fries. <laughs> so he was nominated for the Golden Globe Award for The River Wild. Oh, I was going to mention that because you just brought that up. Yeah. He has been nominated for Golden Globe three times mm-hmm. and won once for Taking a Chance. He's been nominated for five Screen Actor Guild Awards, winning twice for Taking a Chance in Apollo 13. But he has never received an Academy Award nomination. In fact, The Guardian has named him one of the best actors to never received a Academy well, for Award anything, because he was in Mystic River, which was very well acclaimed. Well, even Apollo 13 got yeah, so exactly. much love from the Academy. Yes, yeah, strange. Uh, so 2003, he received a star on the coveted wa- Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's got one. For what? Just being around forever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Pro- think... Can't, yeah. Stir of echoes, Jacob, probably. You realize he may listen <laughs> to the... Stir of echoes, yeah. <laughs> you may listen, you may, he may listen to this episode, Jacob. You realize yeah, that, Yeah, we right? want to, like... Win him in. Uh, we need. We need him on the show. If we can do a double intro with Kevin Bacon and Kate, I don't think he oh, would mind me be being awesome. real. I just. I just wonder what it is he got the star for exactly. Uh, for his body of work. Sad story, well, and that that makes sense. So you guys remember Bernie Madoff? Yes. Kevin, Kevin Bacon lost the majority of his savings because of Kevin or because of Bernie Madoff. He was caught in the, the Ponzi what? scheme. Yeah. yeah. He didn't say how much, but he threw money into that. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the ones that got looped into it. Him and his wife Kara Sedgwick. Oh, explain what that was then, if you guys know the history. Basically, a Ponzi scheme. 
You lost money. <laughs> I guess we <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was deep. <laughs> we don't want to explain it because people might try it. Yeah. So also uh, in 2010, J&D Foods commissioned a larger than life bust of Kevin Bacon made out of bacon. It was auctioned off for charity and it was named Bacon Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it makes you wonder if he's always gotten that association with his name and if he would even appreciate like bacon sale. Bacon still. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. It seems like it's, and we'll talk about this later, it's taken him a while to appreciate the meta Yes, factor. we'll get into that too. And 2015, he became a commercial spokesman for the U.S. egg industry, which I thought was kind of weird. U.S. egg industry? Yes, for eggs. Huh. And he and his wife, Kira Sedgwick, discovered they are ninth cousins when they appeared on PBS's Ancestry Search series, Awkward. Finding Your Roots. Ninth cousins, though. No. I mean, that flies. You're going to go back enough, far enough, you're going to find out you're related to someone. Yeah. But him and his wife have actually been married for 30 years. And good on them for that. That's not an easy feat in Hollywood marriages. And also, they have two kids, Travis and so and Sosie. Sosie? Sosie Ruth? Cersei? I don't think it's Cersei. Okay. Um, also, I do want to give two quotes by him because, like I said, he speaks off the cuff. And he's he's different than a lot of actors. Honestly, he doesn't really try to protect himself. Yeah. And honestly, he'll even talk about his wife, Kira. And he's like, she went about it all wrong. If she wanted to be famous, she wouldn't have had kids. But I'm sure sure glad she did. And so is she. Like, because they're they're like, they're a very happy family. Yeah. But he's like, you don't you want to be successful as, a, as an actress? Don't have kids. But thankfully, she did with me. Yeah. So his quotes are, there are two types of actors. Those who say they want to be famous and those who are liars. Oh, that's cool. I kind of like that. And then... And here's one about his looks. We can talk about, you know, him and Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever. But he says, I don't look like I used to. Here's the thing. The greatest justice in life is that your vision and your looks tend to go simultaneously. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's funny. I like that. So those are my favorite quotes from Kevin Bacon. That's good. Now, uh, Kent, are you ready if we're going to get into the worst Kevin Bacon movies? I'm, I'm ready. So we're we going five, five, four, four, three, three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's starting? Kent, Kent, you start. Yeah, I'll start. <laughs> who's starting? Kent, you start. <laughs> the fifth no worst to making this. The fifth worst Kevin Bacon movie. This According is like, to Kent. This is uh, a movie I was really looking forward to because I was uh, gone on a mission for two years. Hollow Man. Is Hollow Man. <laughs> and I was really excited to see this one when I came back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Kevin Bacon in an Invisible Man movie. Turns out it's not very good. It's not very good. No, I had a similar thing where I was like, oh my gosh, that's going to be awesome. But oh, this is. Because it's like, it's the story of the Invisible Man. Yeah, do, do you have a synopsis for this one, Kevin? The original Dark Universe setup. So, okay. When the leader of a team of scientists volunteers to be the test subject for their experiment in human invisibility, he slowly unravels and turns against them with horrific consequences. Bum, bum, bum. And Elizabeth Shue. I mean, Elizabeth Shue is fantastic, right? Always. This is a movie that I think was made to be was salacious. Was sale? <laughs> yeah, eventually. It should have been in the 80s if we did this show. Yes. Josh Brolin's also in this movie. Directed by Paul Verhoeven, who did Robocop, Basic Instinct, and Starship Troopers. So he's kind of known for camp. He's known for camp, but this movie, I think, tried to go a little bit too, like, kind of weird and gross and a little bit soft core. I haven't you know what seen I'm this one. Oh, you haven't? Mm -mm. No need. Yeah, no, I was totally no, and shocked. I, I was, at it's, first, I was intrigued, too, because I like horror movies, and everyone's like, don't see it. You're yeah. not going to like it. Um, so the budget was $95 million. It made $190 million worldwide. Wow, really? So it made money. That's a lot of really? money back then, This too. should have been the starting of the Dark Universe. Like Hollow if they Man? start with this one instead of the of the Mummy, hmm. we would have just. I mean, Kevin Bacon and Tom Cruise. Because I like the original Invisible Man movie. Yeah. In fact, it's one of my favorite Universal monster movies. But and that's why I wanted to see this one. But I heard nothing but disappointment. It wasn't very good. But some fun facts about this one: an anatomically correct, totally working computer model was created of Kevin Bacon's entire body, down to the last capillary. The 3D model has since been donated to scientific researchers. So somewhere, for science, 
we have Kevin Bacon's body. Like a replica. like a computer model. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Why it's, would science want a model of his body? Like, to clone eventually, obviously. It's Kevin <laughs> Bacon. The guy's a marvel. He's, he's an army <laughs> a of national Bacons. treasure. A Bacon army. My number five is also a horror movie from Kevin Bacon. Came out in 1990. Nope, that's not Directed Echoes, by Joel Schumacher, who did Batman Forever and Phantom of the Opera. This sounds like it's going to be good. Flatliners isn't that bad. Flatliners. Is it? It's my number five worst. Okay. Because I went into this. I mean, it's got it's got Kiefer Sutherland and Kevin Bacon and Julia Roberts and Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Yeah. Oliver Platt. Is Michael um, J. Fox in that? No, he's not in that one. Hmm. But uh, here's the plot. Five medical students experiment with their near-death experiences until the dark consequences of past tragedies begin to jeopardize their lives. This had a budget bum, of $26 million bum. and a worldwide gross of $61 million. So it made Profitable its budget again. back. Yeah. And uh, a Rotten Tomato score of 48%. And I think because I thought it was going to be horror movie and it wasn't, it was more kind of like a psychological, I guess. But even then it's trying to be an artsy film, but it's too campy to be artsy. See, I feel like this yeah, one was a weird, this mix. one fit perfectly in the early nineties. Honestly, I, I just couldn't and with yeah. that cast. Like it's kind of fun to watch. To I see didn't where they see it from. I honestly didn't see it until last year. I oh, think. okay. And I was like, Whoa, this is not did, aged well. Did you watch the remake? I didn't watch the remake. The remake is a horror movie. Is it? It's bad. Really, really bad. It's not as good. It looked too bad to watch. This is yes, already bad. Like, like, it's too stupid. But yeah, I feel like this one, I, I just want to know, I want to watch this one with a medical student just to watch how much they roll their eyes during this movie because it is just so much, aha, we're doing this science thing. I'm sure you are. <laughs> so yeah. Flatliners, I just, I, it didn't land for me. So yeah. there's my four. There's All right. My five. I like it better than you, but still it's somewhere in the middle and I don't really yeah. care yeah. too much about it. Middle. My number four. Uh, oh Yeah. I've already talked about uh, it's Friday the 13th, 1980. Really? Yeah, because I shame on you. Worst? This is a classic horror. And that's what I thought. What, okay, it's not super great, but it's, what it set up. No, no, no. And that's things. I appreciate the franchise, but man, this movie is not good. Like it really is kind of an annoying horror movie. It's it's one of those, you know exactly what's going to happen all the time. And granted, it was one of the first of those. And, I'm, but it, it was just ripping off Halloween anyway. I'm going to jump in it here. Was. Jake, remember when I basically try to educate you with horror? This is what I was just about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Now go for it. Well, so Kenan told me to watch this one. and uh, oh, After cool. Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. Never, After those. You never watch anything. I tell you to watch. What have you told me to watch? You told me to watch Galavan. See how that turned out. I did not tell <laughs> yeah, you to watch you that It was TV totally show. you. It was totally no. you. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Guys, and and come Marnie. On, come on. Uh, <laughs> so, Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Uh, so no, so I'm watching, uh, forgot the movie. We're Friday, the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. The thir- I was about to say Halloween. I was like, no, that's not it. Uh, so watching Friday the 13th. And I'm like, I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, this isn't good. And that music is so bad. Oh, the music is terrible. The music is so bad. And I was like, oh man, how did this become a classic? Okay. I guess the time this thing's kids are saying, and here's the weird part though, right? The stupid thing lingered with me. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. Did it how. have to let you linger though? It did apparently. Um, makes you rest in peace. And, uh, but no, like even now, like I think about the mom and I think about like the Kevin Bacon murder from no. underneath. And, and see, that's and, what and I think about all these the things. And yeah, no, I'm no. like, it was so stupid. But for some reason, it has an effective psychological but that's impact. Just that, Jacob, is I feel like it's the idea is better than the actual execution. You're, you're absolutely right. But sure. But and it doesn't deserve sure. to be number four worse. It, it deserves yeah. it because I don't ever want to watch this one again. Okay, so let me go through the facts here. Uh, a group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant in a summer camp. So there you go. Uh, budget was 55 $550,000. I cannot wait to show this one to my it, kids. It made $59.8 million. Oh, Okay. Wow. wow. Like a yeah. hundred times what it what they put into it. Wow. 
And it's just really, I don't know, it just felt so bland to me when I finally watched it. Because, And it's nothing like the later franchise. It's much like Nightmare on Elm Street, where it starts off as a different movie and then becomes a different animal as yeah. it moves yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, it's, it has 12. Uh, okay, so let me talk about the franchise here. Friday the, 13th, Friday the 13th has 12 slasher films, a television show, novels, comic books, video games, and tie-in merchandise. Yeah. Like they have And you put it in industry. the worst. You put it number four worst. I know because I thought it was going to be so much more. And I was like, it's, how did this How did this movie Joel, spawn off you're right. so much? I mean, look, no, you have- he's not. The way I, I totally he's am. not right about number four, but the way Jason was started- was pretty weak compared to how Freddie started and how Michael Myers started. Well, and apparently the, uh, oh man, I can't remember if it was, if it was, I think it was the original director. He didn't want to do a sequel because he's like, this isn't the movie at all. It's a, it, the whole point, spoiler alert for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, or for, I keep doing that, Friday the 13th. <laughs> That's why it was throwing it, me off. Jason doesn't kill anyone in mm-hmm. the first movie. It's like, it's supposed to be Jason, but it turns out it's his mom who's mad that her son drowned there years ago. It's a good twist. And it's a great twist. Like, but then they just turn it into this nonstop killing Schlocky. monster, and, yeah. and it became kind of hokey after that. Uh, by the way, the camp is still the camp. Uh, Crystal Lake mm-hmm. is actually the Boy Scout camp, Camp Nobi Bosco, and it's still around today. No you can go see. That's camp just fun Crystal to Lake. say. Oh, one more thing I want to say. One more fun Years. fact. Sorry. Um, Gene Siskel hated this movie. He hated it so much. Him and Roger Ebert had a whole segment about the war on women focusing on focusing on misogynistic slasher movies and he hated this movie so much that he uh published her address in his magazine and encouraged people to write her and protest or i say her uh the actress who played yeah, jason's mom so he put jason's the actress who played jason's mom that is address. Messed, up. messed up i know and he put in the wrong address though <laughs> so maybe it was on purpose like they call that doxing now Oh, uh, that would have been bad. That would have been that would I mean that would not That's fly terrible. today. But yeah, sorry, I totally messed up that. But the point is, they hated it so much they had him write the actress to talk about how much they hated the movie. It's really because he was so scared because he thought the mother was real, like and she was <laughs> a real killer. And why blame the mother anyway? That's I know stupid. she's an actress. Like oh, and there's some she old lady that job. actually got paid. Well, no, it's because not enough probably. It's because Betsy Palmer, the actress who played her, she was kind of a, already a household name, and she was playing this different role oh. to kind of earn actually some that kind of makes me lose a lot of respect for him. Gene oh, Siskel. Yeah. Like it, it was kind of a, it was a jerk move because I'm like, yeah, eh, I get that you don't like a horror movie, but dude, chill. Yeah. All right. My number yeah, four. Leave my worst. mom out of this. You know? Yeah. Joel, you've never seen this movie for good reason. Are you sure I haven't? I hope not. Sorry, my throat gurgled. <laughs> From 1998, Wild Things. Um, you would know, sir. I'm playing dumb. Oh, are you? <laughs> what movie are you talking about? <laughs> like, <again? laughs> Don't even know. A police detective. I, I wasn't an 18-year-old red-blooded American male in that year. Hold on. Did you see this? No, I haven't seen it. <sighs> but you heard, you heard about it. Everyone heard about it. Yeah, I heard you about really it. You really made Kent excited for a second. I heard about it. <laughs> as you should I, see when you're watching Wild Things. As I rented it a lot. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Right now. A police detective uncovers. Are you keep this family friendly? Yes. Okay. A police detective uncovers a conspiracy behind a case involving a high school guidance counselor, where an accusations of assault are made against him by two female students. And this is your number Did four you just worst. want to bring up wild things, or is this actually your number you, four worst? You can't. This is number four worst. This is a bad, bad movie. It was only this is made, cult classic. It was stuff though, right? Is it cult classic like people salacious? Still, people still talk about this movie because it's it's trash. It's just straight up trash. It was just there to really highlight Denise Richards in salacious material. And this was kind of her Denise entry Richards, into Hollywood. Denise Richards, not the other one? Nev Campbell. Not Nev Campbell. Yeah. And Nev Campbell was playing Dirty, which she didn't really do right. in any other, like, she's in Party of Five. 
Yeah. She's like a sweetheart. So they're both trying to break the mold. Yeah. So this is Matt Dillon, Denise Richards, Nev Campbell. And Kevin Bacon. And then Kevin Bacon plays a detective. Uh, no release budget, but it made $30 million, so a lot less than his other movies. Yeah. Uh, this was his first time producing. Is it a big that budget a production, budget, though? though yeah. I mean, yeah, so I was going to ask. Is it seem like it would be low It's kind of like a crime thriller big budget. I'm sure it cost $30 million. Okay. Uh, so anyways, fun facts about this that one. In IMDb, IMDb trivia, it says the retail price of the Japanese Laserdisc for this was 4,700 yen, and one in 52 found this interesting. <laughs> one guy that's so stupid actually but I did find this interesting though Th- this next one uh, I actually clicked interesting that one landed so before the filming of an outdoor scene by the river a gaffer was fixing the lights and noticed something floating in the river it was a dead body huh. the police were called and when they arrived they anchored it to the dock out of sight of the camera and they still shot the scene no and they didn't remove the body till after the scene was shot no yeah because they're like dead body we just got to hurry. That is messed up. Isn't that weird? That is messed up. Like, that's like... I'm surprised they didn't use it. That's criminal almost. Yeah. Like, and they tied it to the dock. They're like, oh, it's bloated, but we're fine. Oh. Must have smelled good. That's terrible. <laughs> Must have smelled real good. All right, Ken, what's your number three? My number three? We talked about this one recently for other reasons, but it's Balto from 1995. Balto's at your worst? I hate Balto so it's much. such a vanilla movie. It's vanilla. I, I thought it was, yeah, bland. Is probably what it yeah. was. I was so bored by this movie. So an outcast half-wolf risks his life to prevent a deadly epidemic from ravaging Nome, Alaska. So directed by Simon Wells, who did Five Goes West, Prince of Egypt, and We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. When did we talk about this? Oh, it was non-Disney. Non-Disney. Yeah, yeah. And this one just came and went for me. Like, I, I re-watched it, yeah, last year. All I remember is that Balto is a lie. Remember that? It yeah, was, and actually, that's, dog. that's precisely why I hate this movie so much, because of you calling it a lie. <laughs> Because the real hero of the 1925 serum run was Togo. Yes. The 12-year-old husky that led a sled dog through the 260 miles of the blizzard. And Balto got the last leg. Last so he 55 got miles. Yeah. Uh, and it says, this is on IMDb, tri- IMDb, IMDb Trivia. I'm loving those. Balto is one of the most famous Siberian husky names. It is also a popular human name. Balto? Apparently. How many people do you know, Kent? Human. How, how do you really know the name Balto? Balto, Kent? How many Baltos do you know? Balto, what about you? <laughs> Hey, Balto. Jacob Balto Rogers. Oh, yeah. Future kid names, Joel. Hey. Mm. Balto. Uh, I do have something from the parents' guide, but it seems a bit inappropriate for Balto. I'm going to read it and maybe we can cut it. Okay, let's hear this. If it's in Balto, how inappropriate can it be? Uh, it's, this is driven on IMDb. So is this, this dog love? By is the way, you're talk about, everyone Kate? should know that when I read things off IMDb parents' guide, it, these literally are just angry moms that are writing the parents' guide <laughs> stuff. Right? This isn't like IMDb filling I've stuff out. I've written a thing or two. Angry moms and Joel. And so... <laughs> Only to correct things. A brief scene of a female Pomeranian trying to get a male Malamute's attention by rubbing her body on him and tapping his collar. He rejects her by grinning and making gross sounds, trying to walk away, but unnoticeably, the groin region of the male is lightly dragged over the female's head. That's in the parents' guide. What? Dragged Why? over the female's head? What does he that wa- even mean? He walked over her because he's he a he bigger dog. Her. But someone, someone got so offended because basically... <laughs> they wrote that in the... I, I so basically she was crazy. like... I don't, I don't know why I wrote that, okay? I was <laughs> <laughs> Basically she was like, hey, hey, and he ignored her and he went, ah, no, thanks. And then he walked over her. Yeah. But because the dog's uh-huh. groin region... That's so stupid. That is <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so that is crazy. Why do you think I take notes on these things? Guys? I don't I'm like, know. That's why good. would this, that happen? This episode right. is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number three then? Yes, please. So my number three is uh, actually directed by one of Kent's favorite directors. 
James Gunn, who did Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and <laughs> Slither. <laughs> and it stars uh, Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, Liv Tyler, and Kevin Bacon. Do you have any guesses? I know it, but you I don't know, know if Jake does. No, I don't. I don't. 2010, it's called Super. No, I don't know it. This was Rain Wilson's supposed big oh, yeah. movie that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, the anti-comic book comic book this, movie. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. So here's yeah. the synopsis. After his wife falls into the influence of a drug dealer, an everyday guy transforms himself into the Crimson Bolt, a superhero with the best intentions, but lacking in heroic skills. I thought this got decent critic reviews. It did. Actually, oh. it's, a, it's a cult favorite. Uh, yeah. But okay, so budget, $2.5 which isn't that much. No. Worldwide go- gross, Four hundred and twenty-two thousand. Oh, <gasps> whoa! Wow. Well, they didn't market that at all. Though. No, because oh, they didn't know how to market it. Because the thing is, this it's thing crass. is, it's this really thing crass. is, it's mm. too, it's too goofy to be taken seriously. But it's trying so hard to be serious. It's a disturbing, disturbing dark comedy. Like there are things that happen in there that I'm like, can you do that in a movie? And I watched it on Clearplay, and it was huh. still just like, wow, that that's a little off. And, and here's the thing: this came out a because so. I, a lot of people are trying to be anti-comic book movies because this was a, two years after Iron Man, two years after Dark Knight. Right. But what it followed or what it tried to follow in the pattern of was kick arse. Yep. Watchmen the year before. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is they had this guy who plays his version of Batman and uh, Ellen Page plays Robin that yeah. swears a lot. And nobody loved it. Like everyone. No. Was, I mean, critics well, liked the, it. He, come, he tries to come up with a catchphrase and his catchphrase is shut up, crime, which is OK. But then Ellen Page comes in. And she's like, I want to be your helper. And he's like, oh, I don't need a sidekick. But then she tags along. But then she turns out to be more violent than he is. Like he hits people in the face with a wrench. Yeah. But she, then she just will full on kill people in disturbing manners. And then he's not okay with that. And then she assaults him. Yeah. And it's very awkward. But uh, so you're recommending I see this? This it's a bad movie. Like it really was. Like I got done and I, this is one of it's like, not super. Then I couldn't shake off this movie. It was it was really bad. And Kevin Bacon plays the drug dealer that kind of lures away Liv Tyler. He's just hamming it up. He's also kind of having a good time. It's kind the of role. a weird anti-religion thing going yeah, on too is. and it's just not a good movie avoid avoid super as much as possible there's a lot of, like a lot of mixed messages and such they so. didn't know what they were yeah. james gunn he has made one good movie though guardians of the galaxy 2 slither Slither's fun yeah uh okay so my number two moving on to my number two came out in 2016 it's a, another horror movie with kevin bacon and the stupid kid from gotham from stupid gotham and it's uh the darkness 2016. Bad movie. I think I watched that. It was really bad. A family unknowingly awakens an ancient supernatural entity on a Grand Canyon vacation and must fight for survival when it follows them home. Oh, yeah. I don't remember Kevin Bacon, though. Budget of $4 million, world, Worldwide ghosts of $10 million. Rotten Tomatoes score, 4%. This was... I, I was four percent. Four percent. This is this oh, may be the worst. Kevin, we're real sorry. That, yeah, this was a bad yeah. one. Yeah, sorry. And Kevin. I, I was worried when I went to go watch this one. I was worried that it was going to be too evil. But it wasn't. It was too stupid, it was stupid to yeah. be evil. Yeah. Joel, I, I, I think. I'm, I think my line was. I think this might be scary to someone who's never seen a horror movie before. I think you're totally wrong on this one, honestly. What? Because how could it be not scary when it takes all the elements from every horror movie ever? <laughs> let me let me just go through this. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ken. I was so worried. You're welcome. Uh, let me just learn through this. So, insight, insightful, creepy kid, check. Believing mom, check. Skeptical dad, check. And ancient Native Native American burial ground, check. This is not, this isn't a horror film. This is a lazy, lazy film. It's not scary. Don't see it. It's dumb. Darkness. All right, my number two is 
R.I.P.D. came out in 2013. I haven't seen this yeah, one yet. I still haven't seen that. That's oh. right. That's Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Ryan Bridges. Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. Is that bad? Kevin Bacon's in this? For your number yeah. two worst? He's the villain, once again. Uh. Kevin Bacon is? Yeah, Kevin Bacon is. So a recently slain cop joins a team of undead police officers working for Rest in Peace Department, R.I.P.D., get it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And tries to find the man who murdered him. Uh, so it was directed by Robert Schwenke, who did Allegiant and Insurgent. So, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Budget was $130 million and it made the, worldwide, the it, so it made $78 million. So it lost a lot of money. This is a bad movie. This is when. Wait, go through those numbers again. So made for $130 million, made $78 million. Oof. That's rough. This was when Ryan Reynolds was uh, not seen as cool again. You know, he had proposal in 2009, but he wanted Deadpool to happen. And, but he was in, I am. Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And messed that up. And messed that up. He was fine as Wade yeah, Wilson. he was fine. But then when he was Deadpool, you're like, that's, that's not the Deadpool. worst thing ever. And it was two years after Green Lantern. Let's all remember. Oh. And this was another comic book adaptation. So he was 0 for 3 at this point. 0 for 3. Yeah. And then somehow people trusted him again. So some fun facts on this one. Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges play the same mentor roles in Men in Black and this. I mean, this is Men in Black with ghosts, honestly. Okay. And also, these two guys, Tommy Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges, are enemies in Blown Away. Have you seen Blown Away? I have seen Blown Away. Yeah, it's kind of... I liked it for a 90s movie. Yeah. Did, did you know Men in Black's getting a reboot? I heard yeah. that. New, uh, new cast. New uh, characters, too. Great. Can't wait. Um, and then also, Ryan Reynolds has appeared in six films adapted from comic books. And like I've mentioned a few. But we have Blade Trinity, X-Men Origins, Green Lantern, Deadpool, and Deadpool 2. Oh, I don't remember him being in Blade. Yeah, he's in Blade Trinity, the third one. Uh, yeah. 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 The bad one, honestly. Yeah. The campy one. Well, they're all candy. No, no. I actually like Blade 1 and 2, but I think 3 is bad. All the way bad. Uh, but yeah, R.I.P.D. It's terrible. If you guys watch this, do it for free. Actually, don't even waste your time. I'm surprised that we have not matched on any of these bad ones, Ken. No, but my number one is match number The Darkness. One? Oh, okay. The Darkness is a bad, bad movie. It's it's boring. It's lazy. And honestly, the, the whole uh, synopsis of this, like... It starts out with an autistic kid taking cursed rocks while he's camping. I forgot. That's the little kid who plays Bruce, Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Yeah. And they have him as this autistic kid, and it almost comes off borderline insensitive. I, I was just going to say that. And then it's like, basically, they have to bring the rocks back. Also, it deals with bulimia in a very also borderline insensitive way, mm-hmm. where I was like, are they really trying to address bulimia in the middle of a horror movie this way? Like, it was so bizarre. Yeah. It's bad. So I, I hated this movie. It is a sleeper. It has plenty of jump scares, but they are not scary. It's basically, you know, the music's like, and it's a garage door going up or the Mm -hmm. sun saying, hey, dad, that's it. Yeah. Hated this movie. What's your number one, Joel? Yeah, Joel. Do you have any guesses on what my number one might be, Kent? It better not be Stir of Echoes. No, it's not Stir of Echoes. Because that was actually, that's in my my middle of the ground. uh, Picture Perfect? It's in the middle of the ground, too. And Balto and River Wild, all in my middle of the ground. My number one came out in 2005, uh, directed by Adam Yogan and stars Kevin Bacon, Colin Firth, and Alison Lohman. It's Where the Truth Lies. I haven't seen it. I'll read the plot first. Karen O'Connor, a young journalist known for her celebrity profiles, is consumed with discovering the truth behind a long-buried incident that affected the lives and careers of the showbiz team Vince Collins and Lanny Morris. So Colin Firth and Kevin Bacon play kind of this Jerry Lewis, uh, Dean Martin group. And from the preview, it looked like this really intriguing murder mystery. But what I got when I got into the movie, I was, well, first of all, let me tell you, a budget of $25 million, worldwide gross of $3 million. Whoa. 
Forty-one percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, Kevin. I thought <laughs> sorry. I, and, no, and I thought it was going to be a film noir, but it was a stupid, sleazy mess that I regret seeing. I don't regret seeing many movies. As in, you know, it's fine. Like, oh well, it was fine. Whatever. This one, I'm actually like, I shouldn't have watched that. That okay. was bad. So never watch that. Okay. No, and it was just like it was just over the top, melodramatic, and then on top of it was just kind of this sleazy movie too that made you just kind of go ugh. And it really wasn't, it, it wasn't, I mean, I watched it, it was, this is during the height of clean flicks. Yeah. And it was one of those bargain ones in the bin that I'm like, eh, I'll watch that one. I saw the preview and after it got done, I'm like, I, I'm so regret watching that. So yeah, where the truth lies, avoid that one. These have been all our Kevin Bacon, our Bacon Cell not approved Kevin Bacon movies. Right. So we're, we're, Kevin, we're sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. We're focusing on the negative. We want to get to the good stuff. Okay. Yeah. So now we're going to talk uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon and then close out with the best Kevin Bacon. Yes, we did to move fairly quickly. Yeah, we wanted to dedicate a little bit of time to Six Degrees of Separation uh, because it's one of those things that could have really applied to any actor. But for some reason, and we'll get into it. For many reasons. It became Kevin Bacon. So if you don't know what it is, the theory is that anyone uh, can be connected to Kevin Bacon through other movies, every, any actor can be connected to Kevin Bacon within six degrees or six moves. And it started because of uh, in the Toronto Star uh, back in January of 1994, Kevin mentioned that he'd worked with everybody in Hollywood or someone who's worked with them. And he kind of said this is offhanded comment. Right. And so remember, these are the early days of the Internet. There was a uh, there were a few forums that were talking about Kevin Bacon saying this. They're like, yeah, he kind of does. So four college students from Albright College. And I could say their names, but who cares? They, <laughs> they created the game. This is 1994. And the game was essentially name act, name an actor. Any actor will be able to connect them to Kevin Bacon in six moves. Meaning right. Kevin Bacon was in this movie with this actor. who was in this movie with this actor and connected six, six moves. And so, yeah, they were watching Footloose. They said it was a heavy snowstorm. So they were having a Kevin Bacon marathon, which we should do. We totally so should. They were watching Footloose. Mm-hmm. And then they add that to the sleepover list. Uh, done. And then they watched The Air up there, which... May not be mentioned again in the show, but <laughs> it's fun for it so in its in its own way. Yeah. But they were like, no, right. I, I think he's right. Like he has really worked with everyone. So it became one of their stupid party tricks. And they people would then ask these four guys, like they'd throw in any actor, like let's say, I don't know, Burt Reynolds, right? And they'd be mm-hmm. like, and then they would link Burt Reynolds to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Pretty easily. So they created it like that. And that's when they decided to go a little bit bigger with it. Well, because then they uh, actually got, they wrote a letter to Jon Stewart and said, hey, this is a game that we play. And Jon Stewart actually ended up having them on the show. They were on the Howard and Stern not, show. Not the Daily Show, but the Jon Stewart show. Yeah, like the yeah. old school one. Yeah. And they didn't, they, didn't he invite Kevin on too or something? Yes, I believe he was on that at the same time with Bacon. Yeah, they brought him on with Bacon to explain the game. And he, he actually, Kevin Bacon hated this game at first. Right. Like he was not a fan. He thought that people were making fun of him and like the people that were making it, they made, they wrote a book, they did a board game and then it kind of just took off where it was appearing in shows. Like I remember, I remember the mad about you episode where the whole episode is about the six degree or they actually call it three degrees. Everyone's three degrees away from Kevin Bacon and they kind of talk about it the whole show. They're kind of trying to play the game. And then at the very end, they're like saying hi to their neighbor or something like that. And she's bringing in her boyfriend and it's Kevin Bacon. Perfect. It's kind of this, hey, that's funny. That's the only time Mad About You's ever been clever. Yeah. <laughs> what? Mad About You's actually a really funny show. What? Yes. Who are you? It's too long ago for me to know for sure. Yeah, it was not good. But yeah, no, now he's actually embraced it. Like he's he's the voiceover commentary in the New York Skyride attraction at the Empire State Building. 
And at seven point at like different points during the ride, he'll point out the connections to Hollywood stars just randomly in the middle of there, like Hollywood stars he's worked with. And people do this all the time. In fact, gentlemen, there is an Oracle of Bacon. So good. Oracleofbacon.org. Sounds delicious. And uh, it tells you uh, what different actors Bacon number is, meaning Kevin Bacon zero. And it's how many moves you are right, away right. from Kevin Bacon. And I'm proud to say, ladies and gentlemen. Kate Beckinsale. I am three degrees away from what? Kevin yeah. Bacon. <laughs> I myself. All right, Mr. Hilton. Can you hear this? I was in CTU Provo. <laughs> With Jimmy Chunga. <laughs> Jimmy Chunga was in Church Ball with Clint Howard. Clint Howard was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Hey. You want another one? Yeah. But, no, I just also, uh, you can go Jimmy Chunga through uh, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. And actually, I went through a uh, buddy of mine, Will Rubio. He's connected through Sean Astin, who was in Whitewater Summer with Kevin Bacon. Like, But I'm, I, I clicked the button a dozen times, and it kept showing me different connections. I've got a solid three. Uh, nice. Away from Kevin Bacon. It, and it's pretty nice. cool. But like Kevin Bacon, he really wants to make a difference. And so he's kind of taken the joke and he's created the site six or yeah, six degrees.org. And it's a way to link different charities. Yeah. And so he's embraced it, but also kind of owned it to a point where it's benefiting others, which is really, really cool. It is. It's smart. By the way, Jacob, I just plugged in uh, Kate Beckinsale just because I wanted to know. And Kate Beckinsale has a bacon number of two. That makes sense. She was in Nothing But the Truth with Matt Dillon, who was in Lover Boy with Kevin Bacon. Or Wild Things. Or I was just going to say, yeah. Wild Things just came up. Kate Beckinsale, The Aviator, John C. Riley, River Wild, Kevin Bacon. It's all there. So, Joel, uh, I was looking on Google, and there's a question. One of the top questions is, what is the bacon number of John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> <laughs> the actual historical character what of John Wilkes Booth? The actual person, John Wilkes Booth. He's connected to Kevin Bacon in acting roles? John Wilkes Booth Bacon number is a five with an arguable four. You've got to be kidding me. Booth appeared in an 1863 production of Macbeth with Louisa Lane Drew. Louisa Lane Drew appeared in an 1896 production of The Rivals with her grandson, Lionel Barrymore, who then went to appear with Kevin Bacon. In what movie? Doesn't say. You <laughs> <laughs> probably looked that up. Though. I'll, try I'll, go, I'll go back to the Oracle Bacon and I'm going to plug in. John Wilkes Booth. No, John Wilkes Booth or Lionel Barrymore. Do John Wilkes Booth. Because I don't know if they're, it's connected to IMDb, so I don't know if it's going to do random. plays. That yeah. is random. Hold on, I'll just do Lionel Barrymore. Lionel Barrymore is in Right Cross with Kenneth Toby, who's in Hero at Large with Kevin Bacon. But the weird thing to me is, like I said before, this could have been any actor, any linkable actor, because there's actually an algorithm that people have done out there to see who's the most linkable actor, and Kevin Bacon wasn't in the top running. Really? Yeah. In fact, uh, the these centers, as they call them, these uh, centers of like connections to their actors include people like Donald Sutherland, Dennis Hopper, Harvey Keitel, like these Eric Roberts. These guys all have Eric a, Roberts. Yeah. They all have better connections than Kevin Bacon. So why it turned out to be Kevin Bacon? I have no idea. Because his last name is Bacon and but, it's Kevin Bacon. But Jacob, name, name, name any actor, any actor. I'm writing the Oracle of Bacon here. Uh, actor or actress. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy... Stewart, James Stewart, as they call him here, he has a bacon number of two. Uh, James Stewart was in The Two Road Together with Yvonne Pietti, who's in the big picture with Kevin Bacon. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, like the oh, like Thor. Thor. Chris Hemsworth. I have to spell it correctly. Find the link. I want a random one. I should have said Zac Efron. Oh, there we go. That's pretty See, easy. Chris Hemsworth has a bacon number of two. You haven't gotten higher than two here, Jacob. Uh, Avengers Infinity War with Sean Gunn, who's in Super with Kevin Bacon. One more. Do one more, Jacob. Any okay. old actor. Uh, let's do Grace Kelly. Oh, I love Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. 
Grace Kelly has a bacon number of two. Oh my ah. word. Grace Kelly was in The Swan with Van Dyke Parks, who was in He Said, She Said with Kevin Bacon. Man. Yeah, you, I was going to say, they're all like lower than three. So go to the Oracle of Bacon, enjoy that yourself, pick any actor you want and see the connections, and you can hit find different link a bunch of times and uh, see how many times they connect. Okay, so that's the six degrees of bacon. And honestly, if, you, if you've ever heard about our history, you know it's pretty much linked to Kevin Bacon and the whole six degrees. Yes. Should we have one? Everyone about always asks for you guys to actually play this game, though. Yeah, so just to expound on that a little bit. Yes, because so, it's game in general. I mean, are we given like the whole history of the no, game? No, because we talked about it before, but this game is kind of what inspired Bacon Sale. Yes. Because Kent and I, instead of just connecting people to Kevin Bacon, we would just name any two actors or actresses and then try to connect them through, see who could connect them through movies first. So basically, we weren't as concerned say, about the number of moves. We'd say, hey, you bored over Messenger. We wouldn't say, are work. you bored? We would just say, Bacon Sale? But we had to get to that point. We did. We did. The Bacon Sale became the name for this game because it was a play on. The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. But with the twist that we both like, and Kate we Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. We generally always say And so Kate I would Beckinsale. just message Kent and be like, mm-hmm. Beckinsale with a question mark. And he'd message back and be like, let's do it. And, and then, then we'd, we'd go three, two, one. We'd name an actor and actress. And then we both sit there and just. Everyone, and you can't Google. No, you can't Google. And you and like people come up and talk, try to talk to us and be like, no, no, shh, 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 I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think <laughs> I'm, how I'm, to connect Tom Hanks. With Jack Balance. <laughs> what? <laughs> now I want to do it. Don't say that. <laughs> Which on the Oracle of Bacon, you can actually put in any two actors. It defaults to Kevin Bacon, but you can put in anyone you want there. But that's kind of where we got our name. You so know, my mind is like racing right now. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, put in a time lapse. Let's do this. Wait, so Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks, Jack Palance. Jack Palance. Go. I don't remember who Jack Palance is. Done. What? That, we don't even have to do time lapse. That was barely any time. Tom Hanks was in Joe versus the Volcano and several other movies with Meg Ryan. Yeah. Who was in um, When Harry Met Sally with Billy Crystal. Dang it. With Jeff, There you go. In City Slickers with Jack Palance. Jack Palance. I was trying to go through the Batman route. <laughs> oh, he always does the Batman slide. The Batman slide because there's certain actors that are in all the Batman movies. So you can ah. slide through them. I just want Bacon Cell. <laughs> he did. He did. We don't true. even need to elapse I, time on that one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Normally do two out of three, but we'll stop we there. Do, yeah. <laughs> All right, time's sake. let's get into this. All right, best movies. So we're going to count down from five, and uh, let's start with Joel this time. So we actually collaborated on this one. Oh, right, because you're, you're matching. That's right. Bacon Sale approved Bacon Movies. All right, yes, so we, Bacon Sale approved number five. We came together in a list. We, we had some back and forth, but in the end, we decided these are the, these are the most Bacon Sale recommended Bacon Movies. So if you haven't seen any of these, like definitely give them a shot. Can you want to take number five? I do. So we try to go different genres here in different times, because obviously Kevin Bacon got very big in the 80s. And we're going to mention that. Yep. But I want to I want to go with one of his more recent ones. He's got big ones in the 90s, too. He does. But this one, I went with 2011 X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. So the summary, in 1962, the United States government enlists the help, the help of mutants with superhuman abilities to stop a malicious dictator who is determined to start World War III. And the funny thing about this... He does this, a good job in that, too. He does a great sure. job. Yeah. Like, uh, Kevin Bacon was not the one I would picture to be the villain in this one. Like, it was kind of weird to see him really work. play well, that role. Do you know who it's supposed to be? Wasn't it supposed to be like Brian Cranston? Yeah. Yeah, Brian oh. Cranston, he he decided to be in Drive instead. And so it went to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. That would work. Brian uh, Cranston. Budget for this one uh, was around 140 to 160 million, and it worldwide gross was 354 million. So it did quite well. Rotten Tomatoes score of 86%. Is that what people do when they can't get an actor they need? Would they just call Kevin Bacon? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably so. It's like, hey, he's not here, but Kevin, you can do it. No, honestly, so this movie, I'm honestly, nobody liked X Men at this point. 
people well, kind of wanted the movies to go away. a string of bad ones. Yeah, and well, so three was just so bad. That three was, it was bad, like, and then oh, X Men Origins yeah. kind of ruined everything. Yeah, Origins too. And Fox really made this movie just to hold on to the rights and decided to reboot the whole thing and make him young and put it in the '60s. So nobody cared. And Michael Fassbender was a newish actor, up and coming mm-hmm. at that point, gaining a little notoriety. James McAvoy was a little bit more well known. But then you saw the trailer for this Dang one. It. Are you okay? Yes. Tourette's. <sighs> he tried to do an Oracle Bacon and it was the number one. What no, was it? it's, it's because I had it and I was so close because Tom Hanks was in Toy Story 3 with Michael Keaton, who's in Batman with Jack Palance. There. Okay, go on. <laughs> My brain wouldn't rest until Thanks I was like, listening, a, Joel. I knew it was so close. There's a Batman way. But no, really, like, so this movie's about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and fun fact, it's actually the highest grossing film ever made about the Cuban Missile Crisis. But they, because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many, but they somehow roped that into this great story about um, outsiders and yeah, no, what, I, yeah, I, no, I loved how this movie was like a mix of like comic books and actual historical events where yes. it was like, you could kind of believe that that's how it happened. But with great acting. Yeah, that was actually yeah, really good. Yeah. And Sebastian Shaw being the bad guy, being played by Kevin Bacon, he was threatening. Like he's like kind of this, these Dr. Mengele kind of horrific yeah. experimental type All of World War II stuff is pretty messed up. And he gave Magneto his helmet. Spoiler alert. Yeah. but So yeah, great movie. Number five. Number five. All right. What's number four? Number four, I did I did take some convincing to get Ken to put it on the list, but I felt like it would be a sly. It, you're right. Uh, not a sly. Uh, what sort of movie? Slight. Slight. Slight to Kevin Bacon if we didn't put it on there. 1992. A Few Good Men. Yep. Starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Tim didn't want to put it. And Kevin Bacon. Uh, directed by Rob Reiner. I forgot it was directed by Rob Reiner. I mean, he's the one who did Princess Bride and Stand By Me and Misery and, and uh, When Harry Met... Did you remember When Harry Met Sally? Yes, he did. Pretty sure he did. Um, so the Final plot, Tap. Yeah. So and this, North. The Rob, plot Rob Roy? Did he do Rob Roy? No. No, he did. No, I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's the plot. Military lawyer, Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Defends Marines accused of murder. They contend they were acting under orders. So the budget for this one was $40 million, made $243 million. Did quite well. Indeed. And this, you can't uh, handle that budget? I don't know. This got yeah, actually, right? this got Kevin Bacon, did I, did, he got some sort of award for this one. It wasn't an Academy Award, but he got some sort of nomination for this one, I believe. Gold Globe. But he played Captain Jack Ross, uh, who was the prosecutor in the courtroom scene. And it was 81% of Rotten Tomatoes. I wanted to point that out as well. So once again, we're picking, picking good ones here. One, an interesting fact about this one, an IMDb fact about this one, is that Jack Nicholson was paid $5 million for 10 days work. Whoa. But he gave the you can't handle the truth line, and apparently that's what everyone remembers. And I, I worry that this movie gets boiled down to that line. Right. Because it is, as far as courtroom dramas go, it is an intense yeah, It's pretty scene. solid. It and, is. And this whole movie's really good, and then it builds up to that point, and you're like, oh. 10 days? Ten days, five million dollars. Jeez, he he only appeared in four scenes in the entire film, and yet everyone remembers a few good men for just that scene of you can't handle the truth. He had a strong presence in the movie. Do you know what I remember from a few good men? Tom Cruise. One of my first movie bloopers I ever noticed. Oh yeah, which there's was a, there's a scene in when they're in the apartment and they're talking about the case, and he opens the door, and then the camera changes, and he opens the door again, and my brain went, "That's a blooper." And this is well before, you know, days okay. of internet. So I was right. so proud of myself for finding it. But. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, actually, so I read an interview with him and he said it was right around the early 90s where he decided. Him being Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, where he realized maybe he wasn't get a, going to get as many leading leading male roles because he's like, I'm not the face of a new franchise. He's like, I just want to work with great directors. And so he did JFK with Oliver Stone and yep. played a very minor character, but memorable. Yep. And then in this movie as well, a very minor character. 
and for Rob Reiner because he just wanted to work with the right directors. But this is why he has so many connections, too, because, I mean, he's in a movie with Tom Cruise and Demi Moore and Jack Nicholson. Right. All those connections now. Mm -hmm. All those connections back to Kevin Bacon. All right. Number three. Number three is a, well, it's a favorite (laughs) of us all. We kind of got that from the... Yeah, top from three, from the top five. Yeah, right. came out in 1984, and it's Footloose. Yeah, I Red mean, McCormick. Jacob, you've seen Footloose, of course. Okay, just making sure. A it city was based on your life, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. A city teenager moves to a small town, uh, although it's vice versa for Jake, because it would be a small town boy moves to a city where rock music and dancing have been banned, mm-hmm. and his rebellious spirit shakes up the populace. Shakes up the populace. I that's know you a, love that. that's a great phrase. Uh, right that's weird. Budget was eight million and made eighty million dollars domestically. Oh, yeah, just domestically, because they, yeah. they didn't account worldwide back then. Yeah. But and 51% of Rotten Tomatoes, so this one is rotten according to Rotten 51? Tomatoes. 51? Yeah. That's not very generous. No, but this, was, this wasn't made for critics, though. That's true. This was made for those rebellious teens who like to dance in warehouses and tank tops. Well, I had a, a teenage sister about this time, right? And so, like, of course I know it, right? No, this was the era. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you movies. have a sister, you watch this movie, girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Like, yep. You name it. Yeah, no, those are a good one, too. But And actually, Bacon, Bacon, Kevin Bacon had been offered the role uh, in Christine, which is a Stephen King horror movie. Which you hated. Oh, I hated that movie. And uh, he was actually asked to do a test screen of Footloose at the same time and ended up going with Footloose, obviously. It was filmed uh, around Payson and in Payson High School and in Lehigh. It's all there in that area. In fact, if you're driving ever south in Lehigh, you'll be able to look over and see the Lehigh Roller Mills, which is featured in the music video. It's still there. Still there. It is. It's surrounded by like casual restaurants, but it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So some fun facts about this one. So Kevin Bacon was talking to Howard Stern in 2013, and he admitted he's actually tipped DJs at weddings to not play Footloose. Mm -hmm. He goes, like, people expect me to dance like I did in the movie. And he goes, I did some of the dancing, but there was a dancing double. So quit making me do it. Well, into (laughs) actually to get into the character, he went undercover at Payson High School as Ren McCormick, a transfer student from Philadelphia to get the role. And he kind of hated it. Yeah. And so he left after the first day. Yeah, he said he was treated pretty much like his character was in the film, like an outsider. Yeah. He left on the first day. It wasn't Hmm. good. Um, Also, fun fact here, John Lithgow, who plays Laurie Singer's father, is only 12 years her senior. That's weird. Isn't that crazy? And uh, Francis Lee McCain, who plays Rand's mother, is only 14 years older than Kevin Bacon. Hmm. So they have an old appearance. I mean, John Lithgow, speaking of people that have always looked 60. Yeah. Well, and did, did they made a 2001 or 2011 remake. Did you see that one, Ken? I did. I did. And at Julianne You saw it too? Mm-hmm. How was it? I didn't see it. It Very mediocre. Yeah. Did they have a tractor uh, scene where they're doing, playing chicken with tractors? Was it a tractor? That gets his shoelaces caught on it. It was something else. <laughs> it's actually Miles Teller's first breakout role. It was like a Miles Teller played the Chris Penn role. It was like a uh, truck or something. Yeah, it was something really stupid. And then, you know, here's the thing. The best part of Footloose. It wasn't terrible. The best part of Footloose, in my mind, well, besides holding out for a hero playing, dun, dun, is dun, 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 dun. the angry dance. The angry dance yes. in the barn, right? It's which, a, is, which is the music video. Not the chicken from scene. From Footloose. Not the chicken scene. Yeah. I love the angry dance, and I think Kevin Bacon pulls it off perfectly. In the remake... You mean the dance filmed at the still mill at yes. Geneva Still in Vineyard? Throwing the jacket back and forth, which is parodied greatly... Hot Rod did it, but I think Flight of the Concords did it best. (laughs) It's just, it's so funny. But in this new movie, in the remake, he's like crumping. Do you remember the dance for it? Yeah. The dance for crumping. crumping. And he's like angry dancing, is throwing his head back, and it's pitiful to watch. It's not as uh, they're trying to make it swinging around on a chain. Yeah. Dancing. And which I think you can pull that off in the 80s for some reason, but you can't now. No. But no, Footloose is a classic. So that's our number three approved Make It's a Movie. Nice. On to number two, if I may. What is it going to be? Jacob, this is what Kevin Bacon 
considered to be his film career low. He said, quote, I broke down and fell to the sidewalk, screaming to my pregnant wife, I can't believe I'm doing a movie about underground worms. <laughs> <laughs> it was Curious Hedrick then. Yeah, yeah. They were married back then. And uh, so this is, of course, Tremors, 1990. Directed by uh, Ron Underwood, uh, Ron Underwood, who uh, did City Slickers, Heart and Souls, Mighty Joe Young, and The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Ooh, he really starring, did get lucky that that movie worked. I mean, yeah, that's honestly, just like gold yes. luck, right? Uh, well, starring Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, and Finn Carter. And oh, plot, here we go. Natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures which are killing them one by one. Because it shouldn't have worked. No. So it only made $16 million, but... Budget was $11 million. It made sixteen. But so I'm surprised that's all it, it made. Didn't, it didn't do very well theatrically, but became a runaway smash hit in the home video market made and tripled money. its original box office gross with just VHS sales. Nice. Because, you, dude, I rented this one probably three times a year. We owned it's, this it's one. It's just fun. And I watched it quite often. Stupid thing is entertaining. And the funny thing about it is, too, is, Jacob, you want to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score for this one is? Oh, gosh. 15%? 85%. <laughs> scored wow. better than Footloose. <laughs> that better than... Oh, oh man. Yeah, it seems like that wasn't pretty, really made for critics either, though. No. Pretty consistent. Yeah, somehow. And they, and they actually, they actually <laughs> when they first made this movie, they were going to make it kind of a, an R-rated movie, but soon realized... This was a campy movie. They needed to tone it down. So they removed a lot of the All, F words. Although, two. although in the parents guide, the Spanish version has a lot of profanities. More Wait, than wasn't the it English still R? No, it's PG-13. It's 13. And mm-hmm. there's one middle finger. Just yeah. letting you know. In the parents guide. You're letting me know? I'm letting you know. There's a middle finger in the parents guide. There's a middle finger in Tremors. Both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this is the first role for country music actress Reba McIntyre. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. That was her first acting role. She's good with that elephant. No, in fact, right? Kevin Bacon, at this point in his career, he's just like, he actually said in an interview, like, they're still making Tremors movies. Like, they're on Tremors 5 right now. And he goes... Five? Yeah. And he said... I've seen three. Yeah. You've seen no, three no, no, of them? I've the, seen three of them. I just... When I was looking up a minute ago, there's a reboot right now, a made-for-TV movie, Tremors. What? No, yeah. And he said, if they do, a, like, a big, big-budget TV show, he's like, I'd come back. Well, that's what they're doing. Well, what no, no, but... What else know, is he doing? doing? He's doing stuff. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> We're, we're so sorry. Easy. We're just kidding. We're just kidding, Mr. But Bacon. Let me tell you how someone came up with this movie about underground underground worms. You ready? So this guy who wrote the movie, S.S. Wilson, said he got the idea for the film while he was working for the U.S. Navy in the California desert. While resting on a rock, he imagined what it might be like if something underground kept him from getting off that rock. Tremors. Yeah. Dun, that was it. Dun. That was it. All right, Kent. Are you ready to reveal our number one... Bacon Cell approved Kevin Bacon movie. This one should be pretty obvious. The air up there. Right? It's not It's tremors. amazing. Honestly, Footloose we're kidding. We're is... Kidding. It's, uh, not, it's not the air up there, Jacob. Could, it's not the air up there. I know it's but, not. But it is about the atmosphere up there. <gasps> it is. Because it's Apollo 13. Really? Yay! You think that's the, the best one? The best out of all the Kevin Bacon movies? Yeah. It yeah. is the highest quality Kevin right. Bacon movie. Oh, definitely. I mean, you look at this... Um, First of all, directed by Ron Howard, 1995, starring Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, and Kevin Bacon. NASA must devise a strategy to return Apollo 13 to Earth safely after the spacecraft undergoes massive internal damage, putting the lives of the three astronauts on board in jeopardy. Budget of $52 million, worldwide gross of $355 million. Can you want to give the Rotten Tomato score? I thought not. I it's, don't it's 95%. Look at stuff like that. 95? 95%. Highest rating. I, would, I honestly would have put this behind Footloose, Trimmers, A Few Good Men. Which is fine, because those are great guilty pleasures, but oh, this yeah. is the this, highest this quality, is a high quality movie. It was actually nominated, uh, Academy Award for, uh, Apollo 13 was, for Best Film Editing and Best Sound, but it lost Best Picture, and 
it lost Best Picture to Braveheart, but it was nominated for that. It makes mm. sense. Actually, so it does. I loved this fun fact. So Ron Howard, in an interview, he said, after the first test preview of the film, so, you know, they do comment cards oh. for like the focus group. And he said one of the comment cards said, in quotes, total disdain for the movie. The audience member had written that it was a typical Hollywood ending <laughs> and the crew never would have survived. Which it's, if you don't know, <laughs> it's based on that's literally a that's true funny. story. I misspoke, by the way. It won Best Film Editing and Best Sound, it was, it, but it was nominated for Best Picture. Typical Hollywood ending. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is actually one of those, uh, uh, shoot, what's it called? Mandela effects, where people always remember the line is, Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, technically, that's what they say in the movie, but it's not the actual quote from what happened. In the famous quote is actually, okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. And they say, this is Houston, say again, please. And then the actual guy said, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Not as good for the posters. No. And also, it, it, yeah, because it implies the, the problem is in the past. And so they changed it for the movie to be Houston, we have a problem, meaning like we are in immediate danger mm-hmm. and we get out of this now. And this actually was an amazingly filmed movie, too, because this is one of the, not one of the first times, but this is one of the biggest times when they've used kind of the parabolic arc in a plane where they go up and down and up and down in a big plane. They call it the vomit comet. And that mm-hmm. that's what gives them that weightlessness. Uh, so they're able to film like a couple seconds of weightlessness. And made in 1995 for being this high quality. Yeah. Really surprising. Each arc of the plane produced 20 seconds of weightlessness. And all these flights were completed in 13 days. So 20 second little clips oh, for 13 days. That would be terrible, it right? Awful. Like, well, let's go up in the plane and go up and down all yeah. day. And the need, so we're good. And the soundtrack. James yeah. Horner. Right. So, so beautiful. Like, this is one that I can listen to and just really enjoy. In fact, I remember watching this one in the theaters. And I remember, I don't know if it was intentional by the theater or what, but I remember after everything b- broke in the ship and they're sitting there and the windows are frosting over, I remember freezing in the theater and having to like, kind of like, they did that on purpose. Neck, they opened like, the doors. They probably did. Mm-hmm. It was freezing cold in the theater. But I, I felt like I was in the movie and I was so relieved when they finally got out of it. So there you go. All right. So once again, I would like to give my five worst. Please do. And you give yours. Certainly. Uh, Hollow Man, Wild Things, Balto, which has a really inappropriate scene. <laughs> R.I.P.D. and the darkness, <laughs> and uh, my bottom five were flat was Flatliners, Friday the Thirteenth, Super, The Darkness, and Where the Truth Lies. Avoid those movies. But the best are X Men: First Class, A Few Good Men, Footloose, Tremors, and Apollo Thirteen. So we recommend any of those movies that we've mentioned on the best. We uh, advise you to avoid. We had a Kevin worst. Bacon episode. We had a Kevin Bacon it's episode. Guys, 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 we can now have a Katie episode. Oh, good. Maybe Joel will let me uh, reach out to her now. Let you? Yeah, let me. Jake. It's against his rules. He's got this weird notion going on. Dude, if Joel, if you've stopped this, we're going to have some words. No, but you know how Jacob sometimes gets excited and wants to do things and possibly scare off people? See? see, I thought that was me. See what's happening? Uh, I said, just, you know, let's play it cool. Don't want to scare her off yet. But if you want to reach out, Jacob. I can reach out now. Go for it. Please. All right. (laughs) But guys, we can't focus on Kate Beckinsale. This is supposed to be we've a Kevin a, Bacon we've show. We've done a Kevin episode. We just talked about Kevin for, for an hour. Four yeah. more years. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midbill Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. Go find Bacon Sale on Twitter, at Bacon Sale, and on Instagram, at uh, Bacon Sale there as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Jacob A. Rogers. Uh, go find uh, our store. Uh, it's uh, 
tpublic.com slash bacon sale and, uh, and do a search for whatever merchandise you want. They don't all show up on the first page. So if you're looking for any particular thing, <laughs> if, you, if you want to see everything like right now, it's like uh, tpublic.com slash stores. Just look up bacon, slash sale. bacon sale. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to the bacon sale and then do a search for whatever yeah. thing you're looking for. And, and uh, there's lots to see. There's lots to buy. There's, uh, there's sales all the time. And uh, go represent and show us on social media. And until next time, Houston, we have a podcast. I'm the only one editing this. No one else going to hear this. I've had my therapy, and I'm feeling good. It really helped that Kate gave you a foot massage, though, right? Well, we talk about Kate Beckinsale quite often on the show because who? she is uh, very lovely and kind and gracious and wonderful. Did but you say who? I, I just, that's not even funny. That was Kent that's that said that. That's not a funny joke, Kate. If you're listening, it was Kent that said that. I'd wear makeup covering my zit because I'd be too nervous to meet Kevin. I Joseph Gordon love it. I've Just got it. the shack. Obviously, oh, it's Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but I have to admit, none of them are like, wow. Footloose I'm, charm, and he's got Tremors charm. Listener, Tremors charm is that a thing? Listener, it let is. us know. You gotta get checked out for that. You're comparing Kevin Bacon to Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that is a Honestly, little weird. Kevin but... Bacon's probably more attractive than Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> right? And Elizabeth Shue. I mean, Elizabeth Shue is fantastic, right? Always. Somewhere. For science, we have Kevin Bacon's body. Leave my mom out of this. Yeah. Are you keep his family friendly? Yes. Okay. And one in 52 found this interesting. Balto is one of the most famous Siberian husky names. It is also a popular human name. I don't don't know why I wrote that. I'm trying to think. I just want bacon cell. This was made for those rebellious teens who like to dance in warehouses and tank tops. I can't believe I'm doing a movie about underground worms. Doing, he's doing stuff. No, not really. <laughs> Typical Hollywood ending. <laughs> uh, tell me more about this special hug.